0: How's it going? Yo, what's up? How are you? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it's my eardrums are reverberating. Um, mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. How've you been? I've been well, man. I'm um,
1: drinking some coffee. Finally waking up now that it's 4 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, been, it's uh, about time.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's a mellow day here. Got um, dad's on the couch, quote unquote, watching golf which means he's napping afternoon yeah Yeah. (laughs) um nobody watches golf unless you're there you know yeah yeah. have you ever have you ever watched golf live like have you ever been to like a big tournament or anything no it's actually low-key really cool um as uh, like it's really high on the scale of like whiteness but yeah um, i was gonna
0: say i don't know it feels like too many rich white dudes
1: yeah, and, you know, that's, like, where the entertainment is because these guys just never know how to act. And then you put them around, like, because it's, like, a, it's a percentage of those people. And then it's, like, everyone else there is from, like, Ohio. And they just want to, like, watch golf. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, amazing to watch these two groups, like, kind of collide. And, yeah, it's uh i – I'm not a golf guy. I'm not great at it. I don't play a lot. And it really doesn't interest me all that much, but you know, seeing someone who's good at something do that thing is always entertaining, regardless of mm-hmm. what it is. Um, so it was cool to be I, you know, full disclosure. I'm talking about when I went to the Masters, and because if you're gonna, if i
0: to I knew this, <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I'm going to a golf tournament, it's gonna be the one. So um, Augusta National. Yeah, Dad scored some tickets, and there was like three. Four different days, and he took each of my brothers to a different day. And um, uh, I mean, the the place, the actual like club, Augusta National is fucking beautiful. I mean, there's not like a blade
0: of grass out of place, which is you know the kind of environment I prefer. But Don't they uh, even like—is it true that like the bags of chips and stuff are in green bags? So in in the event that someone loses control due to a gust of wind, uh, it just blends in. Everything is branded. And it's beautiful.
1: Uh, and this part I really actually appreciated was that you have to leave your phone in your car. You're, you're cool. not permitted to have your phone, you know, if you're gonna go out and watch and walk the course, you can't have your phone on you. And so at one point dad and I got separated and I was like, well, I'm gonna go over here to this little snack hut and buy this pimento cheese sandwich on white bread and a sweet tea and wait for my father and you know he found me it took like 10 minutes he, he walked back up he was like hey man i was looking for you i was like yeah hey, i was here and uh it was he that had cheese a sandwich but oh yeah dude it was the sandwich was actually fire i've tried to recreate it myself but uh it's one of those things that it it's like having a hot dog anywhere else anywhere that's not a, a baseball game you know it's just mm. like it's gonna taste like shit
0: something else i don't know too much about
1: well, you know, again, dad takes us, like, every year to a Braves game. He's done it since we were, like, super young. And so it was like, it's, like, the whole thing. We take the weekend. We go to Atlanta. Mom gets a weekend to herself to, like, be normal and not have to be around five men all the time. Um, and we just, like, go watch baseball. And now it's, like, my dad and my brothers get drunk and then, they drive us back to wherever we're staying. And, yeah, it's a good time.
0: <laughs> You're the, the DD brother.
1: Um. It's my, uh, my penance in life and you know what?
0: I deserve it. I'm a horrible Fair person. Enough.
1: And yeah. How was your week, man?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. We've had like the, that one week of fake spring here in New York. So it's like, um, mm. everyone is absolutely phenomenally excited. Um, the other night Anna and I went to, went to the park and, uh, it, it was absolutely lit. Everyone had, had wine, us included. And, um, yeah, even, like, you know, we were, we were indoors later back at our house, and um, you could just hear people yelling in the streets. It, it felt good. It felt good. Um, but th- that is coming to a close. So, yeah, I've been taking advantage of that. Been, been outdoors a lot. Uh, yeah, I just had a nice, long, late Sunday lunch with some friends at a delicious Korean spot. Um, it was great. A little windy, a little windy, because, uh, mm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're not an uh, indoor dining gang. Figured we made it this far. Oh wait,
1: we uh, we lost an hour of sleep last night. We sprung forward today.
0: We did. It it feels D- weird.
1: savings.
0: Yeah, I'm like kind of tired actually, but maybe that's just because I ate I a actually, bunch of steak. Yeah.
1: Okay, fair. I um, I never notice when the time changes because I don't look at the time very often.
0: Well, you Anyways, gotta get you a good um, watch.
1: <laughs> you okay. gotta learn how to tell time. Dude, we talked about watches a little bit and like funny enough I listened to another podcast with uh, the guest they had on was uh starting up this uh dime piece I think is what it's called by Bren True. Oh yeah, we she's a, and, uh, a little uh
0: preview she, she's uh, we're we're profiling her on coolstuff.nyc no, this coming week.
1: Oh, exciting. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, it's uh she said that you know, her goal is to put the hoe in Hodinky, and I thought that, that was just, like, the funniest fucking thing ever. And um, it did not make me any more interested in watches.
0: <laughs> well, maybe one day. Speaking of other podcasts, though, um, guess who I ran into just uh, about an hour or so ago? Who'd you run into? Uh, Larry Lawrence, Lawrence Schlossman. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Did, he you, was a- uh, did you guys chat? No, he was he was having lunch. I said I said what's up. Said uh, you know great job on the pod. And he said uh, thanks and tilted his Pacifico ever slightly towards me. Um, but uh, yeah, he, we we were having lunch across the street from one another. Um, very cool. Very cool. Yeah.
1: Um. Man, I I have a lot of thoughts all the time, and then it seems like they all just disappear. But. Um, Today I was driving home, and there was a car in front of me that had a bra like sticking out of the back hatch of the car, like flapping in the wind. And I was like, "Man, this is like okay, like borderline baseline, kind of funny." I'm thinking it's like a a car full of like dudes that's like, "Oh yeah, we're on spring break in Myrtle Beach, man. Hell yeah!" And so I we get up next to this car, and it's just this like little old lady, man. And I, like, don't think she was even remotely aware that there was uh, one of her foundation garments just foundation. flapping in the wind behind her. Um, it, was, uh, it was a really interesting – this was, like, within an hour of opening my eyes
0: today. So, you know, that's how I started you know, my day. You know, for the listeners at home, I, uh, I, have, I have seen a – you know, during the pre-read, I saw a, a photo of this. And, um, Kelly, there's, there's a key detail that I noticed um, that I want to mm. call out. So, as Kelly mentioned, there's a the picture back up just for reference. <laughs> there's a minivan, um, brassiere hanging out of the of the hatchback. Uh, but actually, on that back window, there is a, a pink uh, Disney Magic Castle bumper sticker uh, mm-hmm. written in the unlicensed uh, Disney, Disney fonts, um, the name Nicole. Mm. And then, tragically, yeah. uh, you know some some years uh, I, I just there are <laughs> years
1: like night it's too blurry. I zoomed in, but it's like nineteen something to two thousand something. It's like this is to commemorate the passing of probably Nicole, and it's like I can think of no worse way to be remembered than a fucking Disney snicker sticker like, <laughs> just. Thrown on the back of someone's Chevy Traverse. Oh God, um, with with the bra dark. hanging out. Yeah, yeah. The whole picture is just dark. That
0: is yeah, dark. it's. Um. So, anyways, yeah, that's Sunday at Myrtle Beach. Um, yeah, oh, truly, truly. Wow. What do you think Ooh, summer is? That well, is well, um, I guess it's not. I guess it's not. Did I say summer in Myrtle Beach? I meant Sunday. You did, but, I think. I guess that's a good segue. What what do you think the summer is going to be like? I feel like I see so many people getting their uh, vaccines. I feel left out. Oh, man. I
1: do, too. I have vaccine envy um, and penis envy and just about any other kind of envy because, you know, that's just who I am as a person. But, I mean, it's already crazy here. I mean, this is a big vacation spot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, millions of people travel to Myrtle Beach every year to vacation. You know, we know this. Yep. Obviously, tourism has been affected in the last year because of the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. But this week apparently is like the first week of spring breaks. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was driving home a couple nights ago and I passed by the cookout, fast food restaurant. Amazing. And it looked like it looked like the wedding party at like incestual nuptials. I mean, it was just like trucks and rebel flags and like underglow on trucks. And I mean, dude, it was just like what, I mean, there were probably a hundred trucks in the little cookout parking lot, like parked up all on the bushes and just like everywhere. It was like, what the fuck is going on here?
0: The Appalachian Carolinas has entered the chat.
1: Oh bro, they're here and they're not going anywhere. They're here and they're, they might be queer, but they're not going to tell you anything about it because you know, their friends don't accept them don't ask don't don't tell man oh man yeah it was like really like I didn't even it didn't register that spring break was still a thing and I was Mm -hmm. like man what the fuck are all these people doing here and then it dawned on me that it's that time of year and the tourist season starts pretty much now and it's going to be like this until like October
0: yeah so you really want that vaccine then huh
1: Hell yeah. And they're going to come here with a vengeance. You know, they haven't been able mm-hmm. to drink Bud Light on the beach or anything for a whole year. And it's like, well, brother, it's time to go to Myrtle beach and raise hail own the lips. Yeah. Just fucking tell them, man. Oh yeah. It's just like, <laughs> speaking of owning libs. um, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but there's a person I follow on Instagram who I've known for, for some portion of my life, and they posted this, like, meme, and text read, tell me, a, tell me you're a liberal without telling me you're a liberal, and the photo was, like, some lady with, like, a face shield and a mask on, like, working in a cubicle, and mm-hmm. I was, like... And then I looked at the account that the meme was from, and it was um, Donald Trump Jr., uh, his Instagram account. No way. On and on so the this thing? like, this... Well, this, yeah, it was posted on his main feed and then shared to the story by this person that I follow. And I was just like, (sighs) I had to, you know, I was like, I'm going to, that's enough internet for today. (laughs) Deep breath, deep exhale. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're really out here just like. You know, making fun of people for caring about their own health, and you know what? I see. You know, and I, I have my moments too, where I see people who are like driving in the car, and they got a mask on in the car alone, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's, <laughs>
0: come on. But, yeah, I uh, feel like that's just an accident. Um, like just. Yeah, behind. you know,
1: like I've been, I've I've started driving. Like I I went into a place to get something, and I get back in the car and I start driving, and I'm like, oh, I'm still wearing a mask, and you know, I take it off, and I'll be like, damn, like ten minutes has gone by and I didn't even notice but you know I better that than somebody who just doesn't fucking wear one at all um, but yeah you know it's just like what the fuck we're still you know
0: we're gonna make fun of people for uh, looking out for their own health yeah I don't get how it ended up even being like a political thing it
1: feels like pretty
0: crazy what isn't political
1: what isn't political these days, Garrett?
0: <sighs> well, you know, uh, let's see, we've got grocery stores, check, uh, fried chicken, check. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What unites us? I know. Hmm. The disdain of uh, <laughs> Governor Cuomo. Um, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, no one likes that man—the sexual predator, Cuomo's sexual predator. Um,
1: he said he will not be a victim of cancel culture, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think he's kinda... missing
1: the whole points of what cancel culture is all about.
0: <laughs> yeah, cancel culture is not about uh, you know abuse of power. Um, yeah, so that's why and I haven't gotten my vaccine mm-hmm. killer. He's too busy trying to save his ass. <laughs> You know,
1: you know who might do be he, Oh man, the only person doing a slightly worse job than Ted Cruz is Governor Cuomo. Like <laughs> it, they're they're competing really hard for last place. At least Ted
0: Cruz said he was sorry he went to to Mexico. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? That's why he's not in dead last place. I know. <laughs>
0: Ted Cruz at least like recognizes he's like I fucked up I didn't mean to go to Senor Frogs
1: <laughs> it's like I'm I'm sorry please don't fire me <laughs> yeah. what an asshat uh, oh. um, yeah my week was fine thanks for asking as you always do um,
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's, no this is just this is just a really elaborate bit where I intentionally don't ask you until you get to the point where you point out that I haven't asked you and then proceed to just. Uh, detail your week anyhow we
1: love consistency um i didn't do a whole lot i'm nearing the end of my um unwillingness to push my exercise like i'm getting to the point where i just need to exercise more and i was like initially satisfied with playing tennis like three or four days a week but now i fear i'm crossing over into a realm of like i need to exercise more um so I'm coming to grips with that, but I did play tennis a few times this week, and uh, the weather has just been really nice, it's like in the 70s, sunny. Uh, true springtime here in in South Carolina. It's been um, it's been really lovely, and uh, my grandmother was in town, so I got to spend some time with her. She's been vaccinated for like six fucking weeks. Amazing.
0: Pretty rude, if you it. ask
1: me. Uh, <laughs> she really. I think she just. I think she just came here to flex on us um Just, like, all right you know, <gasps> fucking big, big yeah yeah <laughs>
0: she'll worry i'm cough clean.
1: wherever the fuck she wants yeah i'm i'm jealous man um it no, was but nice to, to spend some quality time with her
0: i wanted to actually ask you about tennis so um i'm you mm-hmm,
1: know mm-hmm.
0: with this with this lovely weather we've all been having across the the upper, the upper 48, Um I've been more and more tennis, tennis curious. Uh, as, as you know, but the listeners probably don't, Anna B. is a former tennis champ. Um, and I, I'm interested, but I've, you know, I was very excited about, you know, getting the tennis whites. Uh, I think fitted, a, you know, shoulder to knees and classic Lacoste, um, some mm-hmm. checks on the feet. But um, I didn't realize tennis rackets were so expensive. Yes, sir, they are. They are not cheap. Well, so what, what, what should I get? <laughs> what, what, what's a good tennis racket brand? Uh, I, you know, there's, there's Prince Wilson head.
1: Um, I love head um, head. Come on, man. No, uh, that was a bit, and it was bad. Um, I'm going to move on from that. So once I think the first racket I played with was a, was a head and it was given to me by, I think a former girlfriend um, with whom I started playing, but very (laughs) casually. And um, whether you, you, I know you're aware of this. Some of our listeners may not be aware of this. uh, I struggle with anger management. And so in my first six months of playing, I broke three rackets. And, um, you know, it's really funny to watch someone who's not good at something get mad about not being good at it. To mm-hmm. the point where they're like, like breaking their racket. It's like everyone's laughing but me. Um, and finally, I, I came to the realization that like I'm not good enough at this to get this mad about it. Yeah, yeah. like that's not the point. I'm not here for that. Um, and I, to be fair, I still do get upset from time to time when I play. But uh, I picked up a babolat from a friend of mine and. I didn't know why I liked it, but I started hitting a lot with it and it, it really felt right in my hand. And it's a very stiff racket. Um it doesn't have a lot of flex or give and um, you can hit a really flat stroke without, you know, like coming over the ball and moving your wrist around to mm-hmm. get generate top spin. And because the racket is so stiff when you come through it, the ball still generates some spin. Um, so it's good if you're if you're this is from my perspective. I don't know a whole lot about tennis, I just, I just play. And from my perspective, it was good for me when I was like learning, I'm still learning, but when I was like really introductory because I would hit a very flat stroke but I was still able to get some spin on the ball. Um, so I, I lean towards a stiffer racket and I play a, a pretty hard game. I don't play a game that has a lot of finesse. So I'm just, I'm just out there to like hit the ball
0: hard. Oh, see, I just want to, I just want to really volley don't. back and forth, um, look cool. Uh, so, uh, what, what's, your, what's your, go-to tennis outfit? Do you, do you inverse your normal um, uniform of? I do not all black. So you're all black on the tennis not. court.
1: I do. I have a couple pairs of black Lululemon shorts. Um, I have a couple like Nike Dry Fit short sleeve Johns. Um, and then um, no collar the shoes I have right now, I have a, a couple black polos that I wear as well. Um, but they're just like regular cotton. They're not moisture wicking or anything like that. No dry fit technology there. Um, but right now I'm rocking a pair of black and white Adidas tennis shoes that I really like. Um, and, you know, I'm very much checks over stripes, but mm-hmm. these Adidas are they're like... They're like 65 bucks and they just like they last a decent amount of time especially if I'm not playing like every day
0: and they're comfy as shit. All um, right, send me the link cuz I want to blow the whole thing on these uh you know, the Lacoste uh, tennis shorts and uh Babolat. <laughs> uh Okay. Hold well on.
1: Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I've, um, it's getting to that point where my racket is nearing, it's probably going to near the end of its life pretty soon. And okay, I didn't realize I actually, it? Uh, I get it restrung probably once every like two or three months, which I don't know how often you're really supposed to do that. I just, it's whenever I think a string is about to pop or if I've already popped one, um, mm-hmm. I get it restrung. Um. But the Babolat I play with is pretty expensive. It's, like, a, somewhere between, like, $250, $300 racket. Yikes. Yeah, so, you know, it's – um, but, you know, you pay for what you, – you get what you pay for, right? So – and that goes yeah. with anything.
0: Um, yeah, see, I don't want to get, like, a $75 racket and not um, –
1: No, you do not.
0: Because, you know, if I'm going to pay uh, – the hundred dollars um, that it costs for a full season tennis permit uh, for adults ages eighteen to sixty-one in New York City. Um, mm. You know, I want to invest in the gear as well. But it is That's very correct, cool. Yeah. I think gotta, that hundred dollar. Yeah. I think that hundred dollars is fully worth it, um, just for the mm, fact mm-hmm. that you get a a photo ID um, that says New York City Parks Tennis Permit. That is very cool. Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean it just reinforces the fact that tennis is probably the most chic
0: exercise activity you can do. Absolutely. Yesterday Anna and I were enjoying some coffee in uh in Fort Green Park, which has this um this line of uh benches donated by the Williams sisters. You might you might have heard of them. Um,
1: mm, mm-hmm. sounds familiar.
0: Uh yeah. Uh seen us and Verena.
1: Yes, yes, I'm vaguely familiar,
0: yes. <laughs> But, um, yeah, they have this, you know, you have this hill overlooking the tennis courts, and uh, there were so many great games going on. Just people having, Mm -hmm. you know, leisurely. Um, I think that's what's great about it is, like, you can be competitive, but you don't have to.
1: Yeah, you can get out there and just get it back over the net to whomever you're playing with. Mm -hmm. Um, Last week, actually, I was um, waiting for my tennis partner to show up, And these two guys were down on one of the courts and they asked if I wanted to hit with them while I was waiting. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Didn't realize how good they were. I mean, these guys were like savages and they were younger than me, like noticeably. And so my buddy shows up and I'm like, Hey guys, like appreciate you. Let me hit with you and embarrassing me. And yeah, they gave me a couple of pointers here and there on like my forehand and shit. And I appreciated that, um, especially seeing as how they were incredibly good. And, uh further conversation they played for Furman they were on the tennis team at Furman and you know I didn't realize I was playing with division one college athletes and um it showed they they made a fool they just wanted some
0: fun (laughs) they just wanted to. oh they did and they had their fun yeah they had a lot of fun with me um did you leave it all on the courts though Keller I do every time Garrett
1: I leave it all out there
0: that's great there's no other way to play
1: there really isn't man um and that's really my whole goal with going out there is just to get as like sweaty and tired as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, I'm these, I'm running, but these demons be chasing me, dog.
0: <laughs> God. Can you hear that wind behind me? I wonder if that will show up on the, I hope not. I'm, I'm not hearing any wind. You know, we have low humidity and gusts uh nearing forty five miles per hour here in New York City, which means there's a there's a high risk for uh brush fire uh or so they say. So mm. please don't barbecue today. Um you will light the park on fire. The temptation is so high though, because it's so nice. Yes, I know. It is barbecue weather. Although, you know I feel like those those flames might be going around. Um yeah. So um what
1: are, you, uh, what are you looking for this summer? What are you wanting to do? What are your projections for, for yourself?
0: Um, well, I, I actually do have some hard plans. Um, you oh. know, going, um, I don't think I've told you about this. I have, uh, Anna and I have planned a, another main trip where we went uh, just, uh, just before um, the world shut down. We went to Maine last mm-hmm. winter, uh, February, like mid February of, um, 2020. Probably, yes, yes. um, and now we're going back up. We're going to do like a longer Maine trip, um, this summer, um, end of May. So like Memorial day week, uh, end of May, beginning mm-hmm. of June. Yeah. going to go up, um, visit my sister in Boston, um, go, Spend some time in, in uh, blessed Portland, Maine, with its amazing food scene. Uh, drive way up north. Um, check, uh, stay in Bar Harbor for a little while. Mm. So, just just a coastal Maine tour. Uh, head back down by way of uh, Kennebunk Port, a uh, very, very chic tennis town. Um, go to Mystic Seaport. That's like the widest
1: word ever. Kennebunk Port? Kennebunkport.
0: Yeah it really is. Um, wow. Beautiful boutique boutique hotel already already booked for Kenbun Port. Uh, what is it? Called? Mm. I feel like it's like like the Jefferson's Captain's Collection or something like that. Looks beautiful. Um, I'm sure it does. Yeah, so that is that is our our expectations. So um, you know, a true New England summer, lots of lobster rolls, uh, cable sweaters tied around. Just a uh, yeah, my my expectations and hopes for summers are uh, to live like a Kennedy. What about you?
1: The spirit of Massachusetts is the spirit of America.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, not going Anyways. to... Uh, <laughs> not going to go to the cursed uh, Martha's Vineyard, you know. There's too many Vines.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Vines, honestly. Um, shout out Vine, the application. <laughs> Miss RP Vine. Um, my summer man i don't know i've thought about getting a job i'm not really sure how strongly i feel about that um i'm sure there are other people out there like my parents who feel more strongly about it but you know we'll cross that bridge when we come to it um but i think i've uh i've chatted with my lp about a potential trip south of the border um tulum or somewhere like that um I would say, you know, just to clear my head, but I don't know my, how much clearer my head can be. Uh, I don't do a lot. So my head's pretty, you know, I've actually been in a great deal of turmoil lately, Garrett. Um, mm. tell us about my it. PlayStation. My PlayStation doesn't work anymore. So I've had a lot of time to sit, ponder, yearn. Well, you're uh, a grown up
0: You don't need a PlayStation anymore.
1: You know, you might say that, but it's those little things in life that I enjoy. Um, That keep me tethered to my childhood. Um, And I think we should all have one thing that keeps us tethered to our childhood. And that's my one thing. Actually, I have several. That's a complete and total lie. Um, But yeah, you know, so PlayStation down, Keller down,
0: thoughts (laughs) are up. We're thinking a lot. Wait, so Um, what happened to the PlayStation and what does uh, its lack make you think of? it's just,
1: it's old, you know, it's, it's the PlayStation 4, which came out a good few years ago. And it's just, it's a sign of the times. The new, the new console came out similar to an iPhone, you know, once the new one comes out, yours becomes obsolete and miraculously just stops working as well as it used to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, so, you know, I think it was just, it was her time to go. And so now it's, you know, it's actually been a very good thing because my routine was I would wake up, immediately g- grab and reach for my cell phone, as most of us do, scroll, scroll, scroll until I can't scroll anymore. I get up. I get coffee. I come back. I lay back down in bed. And then I would, you know, hop on the PlayStation and play Star Wars Battlefront 2 until my coffee was gone. And then I would get up and get in the shower. And start my day, but now I get up, I scroll, I have coffee, I immediately get in the shower, and then depending on what I'm doing on any given day, I'll venture out and go to the studio and sew, or I will go down and play guitar and make sounds and noises and upset everyone in my family with how loud I play my guitar, and then I go to the studio and sew. Well, you know, it depends on the day, like. If mom's out working, dad's out working, and Shelton's all the way on the other side of the house doing school stuff, then I'm good. But if everyone's home and doing shit, then I get yelled at. Um, so it just, yeah, it's one of those things that depends on the day. And, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely the lack of gameplay in my life has affected the daily routine. And I think it's for the better, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm willing to accept that quite yet. Uh, have you uh
0: have you considered reading at
1: all yeah so i actually picked up a copy of um dune which is being uh, written into a the movie should come out sometime this year i think Uh, oscar isaacs timothy chalamet um i i read probably half of dune
0: which is like a 100 page
1: book so shawty thick um yeah, I was at boarding school. I had nothing but time on my hands. And I read about half of it before, you know, I think I it was like right before I graduated and then I moved home and forgot all about it. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was in, um, I think I was in Barnes and Noble with my LP and saw a copy of it. And I was like, you know what? I need to finish that fucking book. And so I, I recently picked up a copy of that that I'm going to dive back into. Um, not a lot of pictures in there, so it's gonna be hard for me to read. Um, nothing pops out, no pictures, uh, you know. I may I may have to turn to an audiobook version because I'm really good at listening to stuff, not so good at reading it.
0: Um reading is one of those things that you have
1: to practice.
0: Yes. When do we all get so bad at it? Cell phone, iPhone. I know. I, I've, I've recently gotten a little better at it. I've, uh, you know, I, I picked up a copy of uh, the, the Fran Leibowitz Reader. Uh, it is a, you know, a collection Fire. of, of the, the two books she's ever written. And let me tell you, it, it absolutely has stood the test of time. Um, the Social Commentary on New York City from the early 70s. Uh, oh, it was written that long ago? Yeah, she's written two books and she hasn't written anything since the 80s or not uh <laughs> so, i know i, I aspire
1: um, to a career like that
0: yeah she's just had really long writer's block and that makes her uh you know mortgage payments on her multi-million dollar chelsea apartments um by doing speaking fees and uh, having her buddy uh you know martin scorsese just make documentaries uh every once once a decade <laughs> to get that big check uh from hbo and netflix respectively but, um, it's really
1: hard to watch other people live out my dreams.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. Um, she she likes to throw in a lot of really sly, uh, LA jabs, which which I love. Um, the most recent essay I read last uh, last night was she's was talking about how she uh, didn't learn how to tell time until she was age nine, which uh, she says was yeah very advanced age, um, unless you're from California, in which case. <laughs> Um, yeah no that's good that's
1: yeah um in other news my screen time is down 17 percent this week to how many hours let's see the official reading is that my screen time was down 17 percent for an average of seven hours and 30 minutes per day
0: I, you're still putting up big numbers keller i don't know what oh, I'm i only at, put up i only put up big numbers baby come on daily average 11 minutes that's insane. No, that's, I don't, that was definitely a glitch. Two hours. Okay. Okay. Two hours was, and one minute. I
1: was going to really rethink a lot of things in my life, but now I don't have to do that. So thank you. Um, man, yeah, you know, life is just starting to get back to normal, and I don't know how I feel about it. You know, I feel like a lot of people are going to come right out of the gate ready to go, charged up. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, there's obviously going to be that percentage of the population that's going to, like, stay in their pod, live the pod life, like, indoors, only ordering groceries and not going out and masking up. And how do you feel about that? Do you fall into one of those two categories? Um,
0: I'm somewhere in the middle, closer to the latter, closer to the cautious side. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, still am not – uh, dining indoors because come on, we're going to have the vaccine soon. <laughs> like we've done this a year, we can wait a little longer. Um, yeah, and you're I like want you one of
1: those who has gone the whole time without ever getting the virus.
0: to my knowledge, um, been tested a lot, never had it when, when tested, but uh, yeah, you know, that's uh that's a good thing, I guess. I feel like I'm most afraid of losing my sense of taste, funny enough. Like, that's the symptom. Like, I'm like, oh, man, like, breathing, I, you know, I'll, I'll go by. But, like, mm-hmm. I've really been good because, uh, you know, taste is pleasure. <laughs> um,
1: a lot of y'all don't have no taste anyway, so it wouldn't affect a bunch of
0: you. Mm-hmm. That That is true. Um, no but, man. yeah, I, th- I think I'll still probably wear a mask on the train. I don't know when that will stop for me. I mean, it's great. I'm not I-
1: opposed. To mask life yeah are we
0: on a plane on a train
1: there's a lot of anti-mask rhetoric out there and a lot of pro-mask rhetoric out there i'm i'm for it you know i don't see it as an issue
0: yeah Um, well i i I think that at least in the major cities we'll see what has happened in like the major metropolises of um metropoli of of asia after um sars where um and and the bird flu mm -hmm. kind kind of you know, back to back, but um, mm-hmm. masks became a pre- preventative measure there. And still to this day, during like cold and flu season, during allergy season, um, out of respect it was the first the ones, time I ever yeah. wore one was oh, when in, I Hong lived in Hong Kong. And I got sick. Yeah. yeah. And they are like, wear this mask. I got the flu.
1: I went to a clinic. And I thought, I, you know, I just had a cold. And they tested me. I had the flu. And they were like, you have to wear this until you're not symptomatic. And I was if you're in public and I was like, oh damn, okay. It's like that. It was just so foreign to me, I'd never even mm-hmm. considered, you know, putting a mask on. And there I was. They strongly suggested for me to wear one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that yeah, I agree. In other news, I read a very interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal. Um, it was by uh, Fiorella Val de Solo and had some great illustrations by Lucy Hahn and it was 10 cult fashion items that have stood the test of time. I don't know if you read this, but it was mm. uh, it was a great piece and um, there were some some hits and misses on there for me. But it was it was like a short 10 list and the first they call the instant heirloom was this uh, was the Bodie Jacket. Ooh and uh big fan. We both are, you know, Emily Bodie, straight out of Atlanta, New York's adopted daughter. Just making waves, co- continuing to make waves um, in spite of all the copycats out there. We're all aware of that situation. Um, quilt on. quilt on. Yeah, we love we love anti-Quilton on um, anti-QAnon. We're not as affiliated or associated in any way um but yeah there's some other like interesting things on there like the cartier trinity ring actually it's what my dad wears for his wedding band it's like very cool yeah um margella tabby boots you know i'm partial to those you glossed Um, over the better footwear on the list oh the J.M. weston's yeah a great penny loafer for anyone who's seeking a pair of great penny loafers um who also has a great bank account. <laughs> Cause you have to have both if you're going to spend $900
0: on a pair of penny loafers. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're welted, they'll stand the test of time. If you take care of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you only want to buy one pair of penny loafers for the next probably 40 years of your life, if not longer, mm-hmm. those are going to be the ones to get. Um, and that's actually one Thing that I don't really have in my so my current rotation since you asked is um, I have my Margela Tabby shoes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have my Gucci Horsebit 1953 loafers, which kind of work as my penny loafer. You know, they're not as minimal as a penny loafer, but you know, they get the job done. Um, I have my Celine mules. Um and then I have my Ferragamo brogue full brogue lace ups. And then I have um a pair Which of vintage bands. vintage Ferragamo. we should know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them for like a hundred bucks on eBay. Um stop the steal. They couldn't stop me from stealing. Um and then I, I work in like my white Doc Martin boots and my I have a pair of uh, the LL Bean duck boots that have been um plasti dipped in black so you know they look like there's something between a bean boot and like a yeezy duck boot um, and i get asked what they are a lot because you know making them black makes them no longer look like a bean boot which i'm fine with um and then i just have my uh my chuck taylor's you know logos in a natural color not true white but if there was another shoe that I was going to add into that lineup of mostly black shoes, um, it would be a pair of black suede penny loafers. Ooh, suede!
0: I um, you know, a topic of uh, of conversation around uh, the Park Slope household um, has been my newfound desire for a pair of uh, velvets Venetian slippers. Mm. You know the kind that are like. Almost a similar shape to, uh, kind of got that rounded toe. I, like the I ones really... I have? No, no, no. Um, a little bit more closer to a, a Belgian. Uh, ah. I, think, I think they are Freelane shoes. Let me, uh, let me, I'll do okay. a little screen share for you. Um, Please do. Listeners at home can, can just do a little, little searchy search. Yeah, Google's a thing. Like this. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Not this, yeah. Almost this. like a,
1: they're like similar to like a, look like a velvet
0: espadrille without the, the weird sole. Yes, but they have a, an equally weird sole that is different. The soles are were originally made, like they were kind of like a, a poor man's shoe in Italy and they were originally made out of like used mm-hmm. bike tires. Fire. Isn't that wild? Very. That's very cool. Like it's still, I think they still are made. of used bike tires. That one yeah. appears to be. Recycled rubber sole uh, bicycle tire. Yeah. So, wow.
1: That's a very used shoe.
0: You know, it's you very so? understated. Yeah.
1: But made <laughs> in a nice
0: material. Yeah. Well, and one well, they're cheap too because they're like made out of know, recycled shit. It's basically just, you know, cotton velvet. What's that tire. price
1: tag look like?
0: Under 100 Wow. That is mm-hmm. So I, th- I'm th- I think I'm going to pull the trigger there. Um, I think they will go nicely with a uh, new pair of trousers that I am having made uh, this week.
1: Yeah. So you, I know you've been hunting for a, some sort of suit or jacket and pant combination. Um, where, where have we landed on all of that?
0: So I've landed on some more separates, which I'm, I'm feeling good about. Um, just a, you know, did a little uh, investment blazer, which didn't require much investment. I got somehow an insane steal on uh, an office scene general, uh, tweed, tweed jackets and, uh, using those savings to, uh, to go get, uh, another pair of Stofa trousers made this time in, in their, uh, proprietary three ply wool. Um, mm. so it's like a, it's a summer weight wool, um, you know, half lined, lined down to the knee. Are we, um,
1: are we drawstringing in those boys or are we just doing a classic waistband? Uh,
0: no, uh, I'm, I'm anti-drawstring. Uh, I think you Damn. gotta be really, really thin to pull that off. Uh, which, which I'm not.
1: I um, mean, it's just, it's a different look, you know, it's, yeah. it's, ca- it's not, very casual.
0: I'm not that casual. <laughs> um, plus if, you know, I think I, I kind of prefer the look where you have like these, these really like insanely nice trousers and like, uh like an old, old Smith's tea. Uh, that that's more, more my beat. And I think that the, the drawstring kind of use a little bit of that polish. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking charcoal and mid-gray, um, still undecided. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to see them in okay. person, like the, the swatches. But um, yeah, get, getting remeasured measured uh, after that, putting on that COVID-19. Um, now my old, my old trousers still fit, but, uh, you actually gave me the good advice. Like, look, they have your pattern on file, but just go get remeasured anyways. I th- I think I think It's always it happens, good
1: to get remeasured.
0: Yeah. It's never I a bad I, idea. I don't want the waist as high. Um, I think I want more of like a mid rise. My, my current ones are, uh, above the belly button. Um, oh damn. That's or like awesome. right at it, right, right at it, which is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want a little, I want a little lower, um,
1: yeah, you know, that's great when you're up and moving and whatnot, but when you're just trying to lounge on the couch, the high, high-rise can make life a little difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I love a high-rise pant. I only wear high-rise pants. But mm-hmm. I've noticed Same. that even, like, when I drive, the high-rise can be a little problematic in my um, undercarriage. It, like, it balloons a little bit? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Un-
1: undesired gathering i'll call it
0: yeah yeah these um when i first got them done the first fitting they had to let out uh let out that that crotch area a little bit uh mm-hmm. but um yeah i think i think it'll be good um you know the it's exciting, it's an exciting prospect i know the only other pair of gray trousers i have uh i unfortunately got tailored uh while living under the influence of you uh, during um, <laughs> our our shared tight tight uh pant phase um yeah 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 and uh i'm bigger than i was then um but in in multiple Mm. ways i've i i think i hit (laughs) i think i was still growing in my in my early 20s so um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah they're too short now i don't know like i really can't tell like what part of this was just like me wanting tight like really like cropped pants and what part of it is like my body changing mm-hmm. um but suffice it to say they fit in the waist yeah, and nowhere else I probably take a little
1: bit of each mm, yeah okay well you know i still wear pretty trim pants i wouldn't call any of the pants i wear now tight but um i've found that i like more room in my thighs and um up to the top of the rise and then I like it to gently taper down to the ankle. I find that's the most flattering pant fit for most body types, um, mm-hmm. but looks best on my body type. Yeah, so of I course mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that all the
0: way. You gotta find what works for you. I think for me it was like a discovery of like, holy shit, wait, like a, a wider leg looks uh, more flattering for me, and um, that's cool, you know. We, we are and this is not people. to say
1: you're wearing, like, you're not wearing wide leg trousers. You know, you're not, like, ballooning out here.
0: No. Uh, it's just
1: a, it's a comparatively wider leg that I would probably call a, a straight slight taper, maybe, from the
0: knee down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my stuff, my other pair of stuff has a slight taper. Um, basically, the silhouette of, like, a, a classic Dickies work pant is, is usually yeah. what I go for. Which is funny that I'm getting you know, expensive pants in great wool, but also kind of cool. Yeah, you're you're
1: buying expensive shit and making it look like a pair of Dickies, which I kind of love.
0: Yes, uh, I I love that as well. Um, I love that for me. I love that for you too, Garrett.
1: I I think, you know, I'm thinking my next purchase tailoring-wise is going to be a double-breasted black suit because, you know, I like all my clothes – yeah, I like all my clothes to look the same, just slightly different. Um, so I actually wore my single-breasted black suit to dinner last night, and it was great, but I'm thinking, you know, I want to do It's – it's got a light canvas layer in there and uh, mm-hmm. an unconstructed shoulder. And I'm thinking for, like, a nice wide lapel double-breasted jacket with the patch pockets, I don't want anything in there. Completely unstructured, unlined, just like – flapping in the wind carefree i love that like not even like totally unstructured online or just like online yeah nothing no structure no canvas because you know you can you can get away with something that's unstructured if the fabric is substantial enough Mm -hmm. so if you get a nice like semi-structured wool that's still like breathable and you don't layer anything in there and you don't canvas it It'll still hold the shape it's supposed to, but it'll give you that very relaxed, like effortless, breezy, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl suit look that I'm going for.
0: I love it. I'm excited. So where are, where are you getting this done?
1: Probably through, through suit supply. Their, their fit is very good for me. It doesn't work for a lot of people because of how trim it is and narrow it is in nature but because I am a pretty trim and narrow guy, it tends to work for me really well.
0: Are you going to get what, what, pants? Yeah. Um,
1: just, uh, I like their extended like waistband, no belt loops, single reverse pleats, and a big old chunky cuff at the bottom of the pant. Um, and cause they're like their custom option program is like, I think it's still under like 500 bucks for a suit, which is like, Damn. and you know, we're talking like Vitali, Barbaras Canoco Wolves. We're talking, you know, Sir Ludi Wool or Laura Pianos. I mean, they're getting all the good stuff and they've just found the right corners to cut. Um, I can't be mad at that. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to pay a lot, a lot for
0: anything. <laughs> you know, you are on a, you know, I, I respect it. I I want. I often browse the custom options there and then just get disappointed because I know, I know it won't fit me.
1: Yeah, it's like it's a. Uh, it's not for everyone. <sighs>
0: which well, is fine. Alas, but yeah. I, you know. Now I have to go to yeah. get nice um, custom pants. Damn it. <laughs>
1: Damn, yeah, that sucks, bro. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Um what are you up to? What do you got coming up this week? Anything uh anything happening?
0: No. Anything? No. Just just a normal week. <laughs> uh yeah, absolutely absolutely no plans. And um staying safe, masking up and uh looking after my fellow man. What about you? What a nice sentiment.
1: Um, well, I'm bachelor for the week. My LP is going to be done in Miami with a couple friends. friends. Um, Hell yeah. just getting some, some beach time in, I think, and it's going to leave me free to my own devices, which is terrifying, um, for everybody. So I'm sure I'll just actually get a lot of work done, make some garment. <laughs> You'll progress, finally finish that jacket. Yeah, I, I really will. Um, God, I hope. And then uh, play a lot of guitar and clean everything in sight and change all the light bulbs that I've been neglecting and you know just doing all the shit I ordinarily would never do. So it's gonna be a big week for me, man.
0: Big, huge week, huge week. Well, I'll leave you to it. But uh, always great to catch up, Keller. And uh, until next time.
1: Until next time, Garrett. We'll talk to you soon. Au revoir